Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, this is Leonard Birdsong back with you, world. I'm on TalkZone these days. You can listen to me 24-7. Internet radio at its best. Well, ID theft or identity theft has become a problem in the United States. And I want to bring on a guest here who can talk about it. Dale Penn is that guest. He's out in Los Angeles. Dave, are you with us? Good afternoon. How are you doing, Dale? Terrific. Thanks for calling, yeah. Professor Burns. And thank you for coming on to the show. You, uh, <clears throat> you've written a book, Identity Theft Secrets, Exposing the Tricks of the Trade. I've told our listeners a little bit about the fact that you had your identity stolen and you took a year to get it together. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about identity theft and ways they might be able to protect themselves from it? Well, I'd be happy to. Well, you can't pick up a newspaper today without reading something about privacy uh, or lack thereof, about identity events, both in uh, the personal lives of citizens, in government affairs from day to day, in the the affairs of nation states, uh, all the way down to your refrigerator and the Internet of Things. Everything that has an IP address, essentially, is hackable. And uh, as of today, uh, we've, we've got even a U.S. Select Committee on Intelligence uh, that's conducting uh, a conference today to discuss uh, interference with our election via the Internet. So How, how about that about. and how timely is all of this? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I'm glad that it's a bipartisan look, but one of the things that struck me uh, this morning uh, was, were, were the comments of uh, the co-chair, Mark Warner, who literally said, um, and this is Senator Warner on the Intelligence Committee, literally said today that there is nothing we can do to stop the Russians from hacking us again in 2018 or 2020. Nothing we can do. Well, that's not very hopeful, but I've got good news for your listeners because there are a lot of things we can do as, uh, as private citizens, as family members, as business owners, to protect our privacy, and that's what I want to talk about today. And that's what we want to hear. Dale, you're doing fine. Let's hear it. Well, my my privacy was invaded <coughs> several years ago when I got a phone call from uh, Nordstrom, one of, the, one of the top retailers in the country. I thought they were calling me to invite me to their VIP uh, sales event. Mm-hmm. They were calling to, to warn me that if I didn't pay my bill, uh, they were going to come after me, and I thought, wait a minute, I, I always pay my bills. You know, I'm a good citizen. I pay my bills. I'm a good consumer. And they said, well, Mr. Penn, do not hang up. If you don't pay this bill, we're going to have to come after you. And, uh, and they said, if you hang up, we're just going to call back anyway. So I realized something was wrong, and, of course, uh, they were under the impression that I had ripped them off for uh, thousands of dollars. Same thing happened um, that week with Walmart, with Home Depot, with Target, and I realized my wife and I had become victims of something that was larger and more uh, sinister than we ever imagined. So it took us two and a half years to correct all the mistakes after we discovered that our identity had been stolen by a Czech uh, hustler, someone very similar to Frank Abagnale uh, from the movie, if you recall, 
Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio I remember, I remember, and Tom I remember Hanks. that movie, yes. So one of these Czech fraudsters uh, wrote bad checks in my name, and it took us two and a half years to recover. So I recorded every step of the way as I made the journey to uh, to restore our good name. And for the benefit of the readers of my book and the people that follow me on Twitter uh, and the audiences that I speak to and the companies that I serve, uh, I shared my restoration process and my protection uh, techniques all along the way. Okay, good. Tell us more about it. Okay. Well, as you may also know in the, in the headlines this week, uh, Congress dismantled all the online privacy rules that were established just last year by the Federal Trade Commission. So what that yep. means is that we are living in an era where our private information is now up for sale, everything we do online. And uh, as Senator Warner said, there's nothing we can do to stop them. Sometimes this is personal data. Sometimes it's business data. Sometimes it's proprietary corporate data. But I think that if we make some elegant choices, there are lots of things that we can do to protect that data as I learn to protect mine. And there are some very, very simple steps, some hopeful steps that I think uh, people need to hear. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're all, waiting. M many of these, uh, many of these uh, uh, crimes are committed by uh, criminal thieves. They're, these are organized criminal hackers. You know, identity theft for the last 16 years in a row has been the number one crime committed in the world. Um, but it's under, but it's under prosecuted. It, isn't that true? Very yes, few prosecutions. It, it is. You know, the prosecutions don't happen because law enforcement simply doesn't have the resources to follow every single incident of identity theft. It's about two per second in the United States. About two files per second are stolen uh, every day in the United States. Uh, mm -hmm. It takes also about 150, 175 days to even discover that something's gone wrong. Normally we find out when someone lets us know, as I did with, um, with uh, uh, the, Nordstrom's. Phone call, the phone call from the retailers, yeah, with mm -hmm. Nordstrom's and lots of others. So some are, are organized criminal gangs. Some are just juvenile uh, pranksters. We call them script kiddies. They, they're out to have fun and to interrupt things. The, the, the third uh, category of, of adversary is the rogue politics, the nation states, our enemies, right. and that's what we're talking about today. And finally, something that we can do at home and in business is we can protect ourselves from what I call careless clicks. So you've got the criminal tricks, the juvenile uh, kicks, the rogue politics, and then our own careless tricks. And by, by uh, shoring up our own personal defenses, there are things we can do. For example, making sure that you have the latest operating system and the latest browser update on all of your web-enabled devices uh, is, is mandatory. Per currently, 25% of the people listening to this radio interview do not have the latest browser update on their phone, on their iPad, or on their desktop or laptop. So mm -hmm. having the latest update is extremely important. Why is that? Can you tell us why? Sure, because the malware companies detect these uh, pieces of malware uh, to the tune of millions per day. And overnight while we sleep, they upgrade their systems to detect and protect against those, those rogue pieces of software. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, phishing software, ransomware software, uh, worms, viruses, trojans, those are
those are detected by the millions every single day by companies that we all know. Uh, mm-hmm. Verizon, Nor- Norton, Symantec, people like that. And so right. by, by updating in a, on a regular basis every system that we have that connects with the Internet, we've got the latest overnight updates to protect our system. So if we make it a priority to set those automatic updates, uh, we're protecting ourselves uh, from these rogue uh, applications. Okay. So what, thing, what, are, what, yeah. what, are, what are some of the secrets and tricks and techniques of these rings or these identity people who, identity thieves we talk about? Well, they survive based on the ubiquity and the anonymity of the Internet. The Internet allows them to hide in the shadows, uh, and there, there are a lot of things we can do. Number one, we can just, we can just avoid public Wi-Fi uh, for banking and other sensitive transactions. I know it's tempting to go to Starbucks or to the airport or to a hotel and use their Wi-Fi. Doing that is never safe. And if we can get people to update their, all their machines and never trust public Wi-Fi for sensitive data, uh, they're one step ahead, two steps ahead of the bad guys. Secondly, we, mm-hmm. can, we can resist the temptation to be lulled into uh, a false sense of security when we're on the Internet. L- let, me just, let me just say this. There is nothing uh, that even resembles an erase button on the internet. We may have an eraser at the end of our pencil, but on the internet there is no eraser. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so because you cannot erase, then the, the, the thing you've got to do is learn who to trust and um, and resist the temptation to be lulled into a false sense of security. Uh, you mm-hmm. can do that by making sure that every website you visit has the um, has the HTTPS indicator in the URL. That's just HTTP with an S, and normally it's accompanied with a lock. That way you know you're on an encrypted, uh, a safe website. And if you develop that habit of expecting to see that little padlock or that HTTPS, you'll go a long way to protecting all of your private data. All right, that helps. Now, let me ask you this. You're talking about the fancy stuff. You're talking about the Internet. But you have uh, indicated that your mailbox outside your house with the raised red flag might alert (laughs) scammers. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first things that I like to share with people is that uh, that little red flag on your mailbox, if you've got one, don't use it or unscrew the little flag and detach it from your mailbox. All it does is it lets the fraudsters and the juvenile pranksters in your neighborhood know that there's something valuable in the mailbox. So I always encourage uh, everyone to use a locked mailbox and only deposit your outgoing mail in a locked box. So protecting your mail goes a long way to protecting not only your incoming private information, but your outgoing private information. That's a a very low-tech thing. The other thing you can do that's very low-tech but often overlooked is you can just pay attention to who's standing over your shoulder. Um, People who love to browse on the Internet, especially when they're standing in line, don't realize that the person behind them can read everything that they're doing, including PIN numbers in ATMs and uh, numbers that they type into their phone. So those kinds of awareness practices can go a long way to protect you with low-tech information. Shredding is also another good low-tech must-have. Everything that goes into your garbage that has personal identifiable information has to be shredded or it can be reconstructed and will be eventually used against you. Finally, uh, in addition to your, your, your personal habits, uh, you've got to watch out for your credit cards, your debit cards, and your checks. Those are what I refer to as payment tools. 
Mm-hmm. If your credit cards and debit cards are not protected, uh, then they become vulnerable. And uh, we don't have guarantees, the same guarantees with debit cards, as you know, that we have with credit cards. Right. Now, the when you say card, protected, do you mean have a chip in them? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the, well, the chip technology is good, but one of the fastest rising crimes in in uh, the world right now is called CNP cr- crime. It's card not present. It's It's crime using your card number without the card. So the chip is a good step. But uh, the bulk of the crimes that are happening these days are happening without a card being present. They're, they're happening because your card information has been accessed online, stolen online, sold in underground uh, deep websites, and then used against you. So yeah, uh, yeah, they call that the deep web, I've heard, huh? Yes, that's the deep web. So the deep web is, is really a marketplace for, for criminals. And right. uh, and all of our information, it's not a matter of catching up to the criminals. It's not even a matter of keeping up. They're already ahead of us. We've yes. got to put our we've got to put our dukes up and protect our private information, our mail, our information, all of our payment tools and all of our computers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I can see that. I'm very disheartened by the fact that. Senator Warner from Virginia says that uh, in 2018, the Russians can still hack us. I hope that we're doing something, and we're not, not telling the Russians that we're going to do something to get back at them about all of this. It's just ridiculous. Well, you know, if, if we would just remember that everything that has an Internet protocol, an IP address, everything that has an IP address is hackable. Uh, we've seen that with all of the major breaches. Companies that can afford and, and, and government organizations and departments that can afford to have all the latest hardware and software, J.P. Morgan, Target, Anthem Blue Cross, the Department of Defense, uh, all of these breaches occurred not because they didn't have enough uh, privacy computers and IT resources, that the breaches occurred because of a weakness, which is a fundamental weakness. It's the human, it's the human firewall. It's our, right. it's our tendency to click on things, um, and, and open ourselves up to phishing emails and to ransomware right. at an, at an, at an unheard of rate. Well, Dale, look, this is a very, very interesting. I've got to take a pause right now. Can you stay with me a few minutes? Uh, I want to come back and find out about the grandparent scam, and I want to find out more about registry, registry cleaners and other utility software. Can you tell us a little bit about that when we come back? Sure will. All right. Thanks. Stay with us. Okay. This is Leonard Birdsong. We're on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Our guest, Dale Penn, he'll be back with us after this pause for the cause. It's a new year. You're probably making resolutions again, right? Time to find a better job, improve your relationships, and fix your finances. Well, Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. 
They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Now back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, world, this is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'm talking to my guest, Dale Penn. He's an expert on identity theft. Dale, thank you for sticking with us here. I wanted to ask you, what is the grandparent scam? Can you tell our listeners about that? Yes, well, uh, we were victims of the grandparent scam. My wife and I have children, and uh, my wife's parents got a phone call uh, saying that our grandson was in trouble and needed money because he was traveling with a school band in Europe. And mm. he was traveling with a school band in Europe. So. Uh, somehow, the bad guys got a hold of grand, Grandma's phone number. They picked up the phone. They called her, pretended that they were uh, the police, said that your, son, your grandson needs emergency help and he needs emergency money. And, uh, Professor Birdsong, I'm here to tell you that my sweet mother-in-law went to Western Union to, mm. to, uh, to send the money to my grandson, as every mm. grandparent mm. or parent would do. Yeah. And uh, what what Grandma didn't know was that my son had been back from his trip uh, two weeks prior, so he was oh back my gosh. in the U.S. And uh, but the bad guys didn't didn't uh, didn't realize just how uh, great their timing was because Grandma didn't know that her grandson was back, and she called me before she sent the money from Western Union, and only with that phone call to me before sending the emergency funds were we able to prevent the loss of um, quite a substantial amount of money. Isn't that something? My God, these people are so such low lives. The grandparent scam, huh? Yep. Oh, boy. So the grandparent scam takes advantage of, uh, you know, it takes advantage of emergencies. It takes advantage of our love. It takes advantage of our willingness to help. And most scams, as you can imagine, do take advantage of our willingness to help others in need, especially after there's right. been a national disaster. Uh, right. That's when the scammers really come out. They raise money for non-existing charities. Um, but the good news is that if you're aware of these pranks and these tricks, and you can get aware and stay aware, uh, just follow anyone, including me or you, on 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 Twitter or uh, anywhere, and you can find um, stories about these things every day, and that raises your awareness level and your ability to fight back. All right. Well, the last area I want to ask you about, I don't know what you mean by registry cleaners and other utility software. Educate me on that, Dale. <laughs> okay. Well, registry cleaners uh, and utility software are items that that every, um, every uh, computer company uses to maintain the architecture of our systems, whether you are a Mac owner or a PC owner, you have a registry and you have lots of software. And right. sometimes that those registries need to be cleaned. Now, what I was saying earlier is that if every update that becomes available to you is automatically set up in advance overnight while you sleep, then you will never need to 
independently access a registry cleaner or software uh, cleanup company. So okay. by, a- by activating the automatic updates from Apple and or from Windows, by making it an automatic everyday update, uh, you'll never be prone to having uh, installed something from a rogue company that is simply attempting to get into your system and steal your private information. All right, Dale. Well, thank you so much for this information and enlightening our listeners. I have to say goodbye to you, but we might be talking again because this is a real problem, and it's getting worse. Thanks for the call, and I'm glad to share this important information with your listeners. All right. Thank you so much, Dale. We'll be talking to you again. All right, this is Leonard Birdsong. We're still on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Our guest was Gail Dale Penn, and he's got a book, Identity Theft Secrets, Exposing the Tricks of the Trade. It might be something you might want to pick up. Now, we're coming to the end, near the end here, and my research assistant did sent me some more, few more news tidbits that I wanted or she thought I should tell you about. The first one, and maybe you've heard about this, the headline reads, This perfume is the cat's meow. A New York fragrance company has bottled the smell of kittens. Demeter Fragrance Library says its $20 per ounce kitten fur has the, quote, the olfactory essence of the warmth and comfort of that perfect spot just behind a kitten's neck. End quote. Now, my daughters all liked kittens and cats, and we had them around, and I do think that kittens do smell good, but I had never heard of bottling the fragrance of perfume. It's spelled P-U-R-R-F-U-M-E. Get it? Perfume. <laughs> I like that. All right. Here's one from Georgia. The headline from Paul to poll. I guess Paul means politician, and poll means the kind of poll that dancers do in clubs. The story. A former Georgia politician has a new gig as the artistic director at a local strip club. Former GOP state rep Jill Chambers, who served in the legislature from 2003 to 2011, has shimmied on over to the Oasis Good Time Emporium in Doraville, Georgia, according to reports. The club features new dancers and burlesque performers. So from Paul to Paul. Now here is the last story I'm going to read. This is a news tidbit that I came across. You know, I, I just don't know how some people come up with these crazy, silly, ridiculous ideas. Ideas. The headline read, Uproar Over Kids' Slavery Lesson. Posters by fifth graders that advertise slave auctions have been removed from the wall of a New Jersey elementary school hallway after some parents questioned the assignment. The South Orange School District is planning a community meeting to discuss whether the assignment is appropriate for fifth graders. Superintendent of Schools John Ramos said in a note to parents that the project at the South Montana, I'm sorry, it's South Mountain Elementary School is part of a Colonial America unit that has been used for 10 years. 
He said an anti-bias expert consulted by the district highlighted the fact that schools often skip over painful aspects of American history. One poster listed the names of available slaves, including Anne, who's 12, who was described as a fine house girl. Some parents were disturbed that young students were being asked to put themselves in the virtual shoes of people who subjugated others. Well, again, I would really be against this. My kids are all out of school, but I wouldn't want them doing slave stuff in school. I don't think that that is appropriate. Well, at any rate, let's end on a higher note. Many of you listeners out there like to hear some of my riddles that I come up with, so I'm going to end the day with a few riddles. First one, how do you make a witch itch? How do you make a witch itch? You can figure this out. you got to think about it, though. All right, this is how you make a witch itch. You take away the W. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny, too. All right. Here's another one. Where was the United States Constitution signed? Where was the United States Constitution signed? You all know this. You have to got to think about it. Tell us. Well, you know that the U.S. Constitution was signed at the bottom of the document. Yeah, it's funny. I know. That's someone in the peanut gallery. They just can't get over this. Here's one. What kind of shoes do spies wear? What kind of shoes do spies wear? Come on, think about it. What do you think? Well, spies wear, of course, sneakers. All right. All right, let's see. I've run out of material here, but let's see. I have... One last riddle. Why should you never trust a tree? Why should you never trust a tree, folks? Think about it. I'll give you a little time. Why must you never trust a tree? The answer? Because they're kind of shady. Okay, it's not that funny. All right, we had a little riddles. I'm, we're ending on a high note here. I hope you enjoyed the show. This is Leonard Birdsong. Leonard Birdsong Radio is where I am on talk show every Thursday from 1 until 2 Eastern Standard Time. However, since this is Internet radio, you can listen to me 24-7 if you've got a computer or if you've got the Talk Zone app on your telephone. I'm here to... You tell you some humorous things and some things that might improve your knowledge of the world. I like being with you. You can <clears throat> order my books from my website, leonardbirdsong.com. You can read some of my dumb criminal law stories for free on my blog. It's www 
birdsongslaw.com. I love being on radio. I love living in Orlando. I love that you're out there listening to me. Stay with me. I hope you'll be with me next week. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio signing off right now. Talk to you next week, folks. 